freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 111 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. We have a great lineup for you today. Our theme is Long Division, and I think that Cheryl is probably going to tell us how that adds up. (laughs) Uh, That's kind of my specialty, right? So Long Division. Nowadays, we all have a calculator in our hands all day, every day, because there's an app for that on our smartphones. So many of us no longer do our math problems using long division. But when I went to school, we learned the step-by-step process of breaking big numbers into little numbers by using this method called long division. The key to long division is to keep subtracting until you end up with the smallest possible number at the bottom of the math problem kind of like we do when we start seeing ourselves as part of an in-group or a clique. We have the us team and the them team. We have the cool kids and the rest of humanity, right? And we seem to always be subtracting out of the us team. Reality TV has made a game of what we sadly tend to do naturally and someone is always getting voted off the island. I bring this up because every so often I hear rumblings of infighting among those of us who value the Second Amendment. Now, one would think that our collective focus and energy would be on dealing with the never-ending onslaught of nonsense of the rights restrictors who want all of us to live under the thumb of big government and have their hands clasped firmly over our mouths. But some of us have become confused and some of us still spend our time bickering with one another. One pro-rights group says that their methods are superior to another pro-rights organizations and then the rest of us have to decide whose team or clique we're going to be in, which is bad enough for those of us who are passionate and committed to protecting and preserving our constitutional rights, but it is impossible for anyone who is new to the idea and trying to take up those values to navigate our infighting and so they won't and we will keep doing that long division and keep subtracting from our big numbers until we end up with the smallest possible number of people and supporters i recently have been on a george washington kick I am midway through the book, George Washington's Farewell Address. I have just started reading Bill O'Reilly's book titled Killing England about the Revolutionary War. And Danny and I are binge watching a Netflix show called Turn, Washington Spies. And if history shows us anything, it is that people are people everywhere you go and in all times of history. George Washington had easily as many critics throwing hateful rhetoric at him as our current president does. Washington had people close to him who were backstabbers, gossipers, and who worked against his success. There's a scene in the show, Turn, and it's anyone's guess how historically accurate the scene is, 
but it is in line with Washington's character and vision for the future. One of the people loyal to Washington is trying to expose some of Washington's rivals. But while Washington is fully aware of exactly who is working against him, he realizes that to expose and to make public the infighting, while it might feel temporarily satisfying, ultimately the shared goals of freeing our nation is where his energies must remain. At that point in time, in order to successfully fight the rights restrictors, America needed the help of the French, and Washington was wise enough to know that we have to present ourselves and our ideas as worthwhile and important in order for the French and others to support us. This, I think, is the lesson of long division. If we want people to join us in our cause for freedom, we must stop bickering amongst ourselves. We must realize that to inspire others to join in the important and worthwhile efforts that Washington, all those generations ago, fought for and led young men into battle for, we have to stop voting people off the island, stop subtracting, and begin adding new energy and new voices and new ideas in order to reverse the trend of destructive long division. Dan? You know, I think I kind of agree with you, although my math is pretty bad. (laughs) I think that does add up. Oh, I like the puns. uh, That's very punny of you. Oh, you know, well... No, we've seen organizations that start out and they, you know, my dad had an organization called Arizona Gun Collector Association. He started it, okay. didn't own it. But, okay. And they had that going for quite a while. And then some people didn't like some of the things that were going in the direction they're going. So they started a club, mm-hmm. Arizona Gun Collector Association. They're, they're in a, a different name. Mm-hmm. And so what did that do? It made two weaker establishments. Right. Instead of trying to work out. I know there were some times at the NRA, what th- there was rumors that they weren't backing people who liked machine guns. Mm-hmm. And so the people that liked machine guns and the people that were not for any kind of right restrictions at all kind of divided away from the NRA. And it definitely made the NRA weaker. And now we've got these other organizations out there that aren't doing as well as they could be if they were one unit. It's so true. And sometimes it even comes down to individual people where it's like, oh, well, so-and-so, you know, said something at one point that I don't like, and so if you attach yourself to them in any way, if you ask them on your show, if you, you know, interview them for a blog or something that, you know, somehow you are uh, yourself disloyal to something. I mean, it just gets way too out of control, and I think that we have to rise above it. We have to be more like Washington was and see that, you know what? The vision is bigger. The mission is bigger than these little tiny squabbles that tend to distract everybody, divide everybody. And it does cause people, the the core audience that we're trying to reach, the undecided, the I'm not real sure where I stand on these things, for them to be able to say, okay, I, I don't have to try to weed myself through this family uh, sibling rivalry stuff. I can, I can say, yes, I believe in supporting our constitutional rights and dive in full-heartedly. Right. And we see that at workplaces. We see that everywhere. Hey, you know what? We probably ought to announce our guest. Well, we do. But real quickly, we are recording this really early this, this time. We are actually sitting in the studio on Monday, May 14th. And this will not air until, um, you know, next week sometime. So if any big news events happen or something, we're not ignoring it. We're just pre-recording very early because we're going to be in Wyoming. What? Yeah, we're going to be at the Cody Firearms Museum at the Buffalo Bill Center of the West for a museum symposium with our good friend Ashley Ablinsky. So, oh, that's awesome! I know, I'm excited. So, now we're leaving. Oh, (laughs) but now we can introduce our guests. Our guests, um, you know what? I'm going to introduce the first guest actually. 
Dr. Arthur is what we're going to call him by his invitation, but it is uh, Arthur Shabinda, MD. He is an imaging specialist in Southern California. He advocates for the Second Amendment in his state and nationally, and since 2017 serves as the project director for Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. That's D-R-G-O.us. And he is here to talk to us about a program called 2ADoc.com. Then we also have David Cole. David Cole is a former U.S. Army officer, police officer, and SWAT officer, and contributor to Ken Blanchard's Black Man with a Gun website. David's here, David is here to give us an overview of the NRA annual meetings that took place in Dallas a couple of weeks ago. And you know, we didn't get to go to that. Wow. I know. Well, we're going we're gonna to have a couple of updates just so we can sort of feel like we can live through it through them. We also have a Robin Sandoval. She's a manager of Girl and a Gun. Came to the firearms industry by an unusual path. Robin, are you ready for this? Is a converted anti-gunner. What? <laughs> I said converted. I know. She's awesome. Yeah. Who nervously attended Juliana Crowder's third girls' night out on March 2011. What that tells us is that Robin did not just fall into the work she now does, and she is going to share with us what she found in researching her recent article about the most popular guns for women. Mm-hmm. Hour number two, we've got Remzo Martinez. He's an investigative journalist and author of the upcoming book, Stay Away from Libertarians. Well, that's going to be interesting. So Remso has spent the last seven campaign cycles in the state of Virginia staffing and consulting for liberty-oriented candidates ranging from local, state, and federal races. His blogs and other articles have been published at FreedomWorks, The Blaze, The Media Research Center, and is a regular contributor to RedT.com. He's earned a reputation for being one of the most deplorable rabble-rousers in politics in the state of Virginia. Wow. We also have Ashley Lundvall. She became disabled in her teenage years through a tragic accident, but not, not nope. one to miss out on anything in life. She became a hunter, an outdoors woman after the accident, and while in a wheelchair, she is, I'm, you know what, I'm really messing that it's one up. It's okay. She's a member of the NRA's Disabled Shooting Sports Committee and was recently named to President Trump's Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition. She will also be featured in an upcoming show on NRA TV called Tips and Tactics, sharing some of her hunting tips with other women. And finally, Bill Whittle. He's an American conservative blogger, political commentator, director, screenwriter, editor, pilot, author, and voice of the Common Sense Resistance. He's best known for his PJ Media internet videos and short films. Bill has just posted a firewall video blog about the recent dust-up over Kanye West having differing opinions than many of his fans, which is an excellent example of our theme today, long division. We also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's commentary. Um. So stick around. We've got a huge lineup right after these messages. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Hi folks, I'm Don Carter. 
If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we are excited to be talking today to a whole lineup of awesome people. And our theme today, as I had set up in the last segment, is long division. There's so many ways that we can divide ourselves up. And even even those of us that are passionate about the Second Amendment and passionate about protecting our Constitution, sometimes we find ourselves even division within our ranks, right? And bickering amongst one another. And so we, we want to always be mindful of that. And we want to reach out and help support others who are in alignment in this battle with us trying to be sure that our second amendment is always being uh, protected and preserved for future generations and our first guest is actually part of that um what would you call it is it a battle is it a fight is it a, a well, mission the battle i mean it definitely is right well arthur oh man dr arthur your last name is always so hard <laughs> Arthur <laughs> Shabinda, how'd I do? Close enough. Okay, M- MT <laughs> is an imaging specialist in Southern California. He advocates for the Second Amendment in his state and nationally, and since 2017 serves as the project director for DRGO.US, the Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. He's here to talk with us about a program called 2ADoc.com. Hello, Dr. Arthur. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Anytime we get to connect with our friends over there at DRGO, it's it's exciting because you guys are very purposeful about everything you do, and I, I really appreciate that. Um, so the, the first question I have for you is, you know, we all go to the doctor at some point, some doctor somewhere. Either we've, we've sprained an ankle or we've got a cough or we've got something. And over the last few years, we've really started seeing doctors or hearing doctors ask us things that are unrelated, right? I, you know, I have a hangnail. Oh, how many guns do I have in my house? What, what, what is this question about? How do we interact with that question? Well, there are a number of uh, avenues you can pursue. First and foremost, the official position of DRGO is that blanket questions about gun ownership and gun practices are wholly and entirely inappropriate. Um, they constitute a, uh, a boundary violation on the part of the healthcare provider because in the patient-doctor relationship, there is an assumed power dynamic in the sense that the doctor is assumed to know more and know better about certain things than the patient. That's why you go to him, because right. you didn't go to medical school. Right. However, what has happened is, is uh, an anti-gun agenda is being insinuated into this relationship, and it goes back to the early 80s. So there's a couple of things you can do, and, and people are wary because, one, they see how ridiculously inappropriate the questions are when you go in to see a doctor for a rash Mm -hmm. Uh, but also they're concerned about the fact that there is uh, a a shift over to electronic medical records and as one of our writers has recently pointed out those are not entirely uh, secure Mm -hmm. we've had so many data breaches with with retailers and, and online payment systems that make people wary about having their information on the uh on on some sort of database that can be uh, compromised. So there's a couple of things you can do. They go down uh, one of two paths, the confrontational and the Mm -hmm. non-confrontational. The non-confrontational is very simply say, no, I don't, and just let them say their spiel however 
you know, unfounded it is. You know, you're 43 times more likely in this and that to have uh, <laughs> to be injured if you have a, a gun in your house, which of course is right. based on terribly unfounded and bad, bad, bad research practices. So you can just say, no, I don't. Um, or you can be a little bit more confrontational and say, well, why are you asking that? That's not appropriate. Well, <laughs> you're sort of indicating that you might be a gun owner or you care about this issue enough. Mm-hmm. Or, um, so that's the, the first sort of uh, decision point you make. If, if you, you sort of out yourself because you go into to your doctor's office and you're wearing a mossy oak shirt or a browning hat, <laughs> it's kind of hard to say, oh, I don't own guns. I hate them. They, they, I think they should all be banned. Say, <laughs> I'm being you ironic know? today. That's why I'm wearing an NRA yeah, T-shirt. Right. Yeah. yeah, you can't mm-hmm. wear the NRA Coexist T-shirt and say, no, I hate guns. Um, so, you know, if you've outed yourself, you've... you've uh, you're sort of uh, subject to some issues, whether it depends on, on where that particular provider is politically or ideologically. You know, they may be somewhat opposed to guns, but they don't care. They realize that, you know, people are going to have guns, whether the, uh, he or she believes they should or not. Mm-hmm. But we have a very good resource on our website, if somebody goes to drgo.us, mm-hmm. and at the top we have a menu that says positions and resources. Mm-hmm. And under that there's a menu, mm-hmm. and uh, in that menu you look for a piece called the gun question. The gun and we have question. A ni- yep, we have a very nice downloadable PDF that tells you what your options are, what your strategies can be. If you find that your provider is being holy and just egregiously inappropriate with pushing an anti-gun agenda on you, you can make a a formal complaint to the regulatory body of your state, Mm. uh, your state's medical regulatory body. And and, and they vary by state. But this document was written using California as a benchmark, so you can probably find uh, the analog of, of your state's uh, agency if you do just a little bit of digging. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one option is just to say no and and just be done with it. The other option is if you you really want to be confrontational um, is is go down that path and see how far it escalates. But I wouldn't recommend going to pick a fight with your provider. But I would propose that there's a third option. And the third option is your physician is not your boss. Right. He's, he's not exactly your employee, but he's somebody with whom you're engaged in a business transaction. You give him money and he gives you a service, just like a plumber, mm-hmm. an electrician, your cable guy. And just like your plumber, electrician, and your cable guy, you can terminate the contract. Dr. Arthur, welcome now, to the show. This is Dan. I just want to make a comment on that. I think I would be afraid... To confront my doctor legally, you know, file a complaint because the next time I visit that doctor, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to, you know, right. So I, I, I agree. I think the best thing that you could do is just find another doctor. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. And, and like I said, there are, there are different avenues people can pursue. However, you know, if, if you, like I said, if you walk into your doctor's office wearing, you know, a mossy oak shirt or, or an NRA shirt or an NRA hat, your your provider may decide to sort of go after you or or badger you. In which case, if you feel that they are being inappropriate in advancing whatever talking points and agenda they are, then you should be able to have some recourse. They can't just badger you and walk all over you. Not everybody uh, is in a position to to just say, you know what, you're fired. I'm finding another doctor. Um, given the structure of of our medical uh, our healthcare system currently you know people are um, assigned to large uh, HMOs and group practices it's a little hard to just bail and go to the other end of town to the other you know solo practice doc who's you know who's uh, in competition with the one you were seeing mm-hmm. there is <clears throat> excuse me there is a third avenue uh, third Avenue is 2adoc.com, which is a service we're building specifically because for the last, I don't know, four years or so that I've been on the leadership uh, of DRGO, mm-hmm. 
we have had people contacting us and say, asking if we can make a referral to a to a healthcare provider who is pro gun. Mm-hmm. Or at least won't badger them so about we're gonna their guns. Avoid a lot of that that we just talked about. That's this is amazing. Two a doc dot com. But Doctor Arthur, what do I do when I go to my doctor? I have to give him ammo. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good doctor. Well, you know, uh, that's sort of uh, the uh, the ultimate capitalist exchange. You know, you're trading one commodity for another, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. We have a very very friendly uh, firearms uh, doctor, and uh, we're it sounds really like that's a keeper. Oh, yes, yes. So tell us about this 2adoc.com, how people can, you know, find out about it. Maybe other doctors want to get connected to it. Absolutely. We have been working on building 2adoc.com for uh, several months now, for quite a while, actually. The idea is that it's a uh, referral service that will match providers of all kinds, be the optometrists, chiropractors, dentists, internists, surgeons, pediatricians, who respect people's Second Amendment rights, uh, and will match those people with with patients who would like to see such a provider. <clears throat> now, there are, two, this is kind of like Angie's List, it's kind of like Match.com, but not exactly. There are a couple of uh, things to keep in mind. Number one is privacy. So, this is not a directory that's browsable and it will be searchable online. We don't want to expose uh, people to liabilities or, or hassles. The other thing to keep in mind, you may have a 10-doctor practice, but only one of the doctors in that group is uh, willing to see patients uh, you know, on, on the premise that they're not going to badger them about guns. They don't want to be outed. So um, what we've done is we've created uh, 2adoc.com where providers can, can, can go to that address and they can register with us. Awesome. And there is no cost. Awesome. It costs them nothing. And then they go into our, our database, which we're keeping private and secure. And then somebody who is looking for a healthcare provider can send us a request also using 2adoc.com. There is a link there where you can make a request for a, mm-hmm. a provider. Mm-hmm. You tell us a little bit about, about yourself, uh, where you are, what you're looking for, what distance from where you're looking for. And we basically query our database and try to match you with something. Awesome. Because this is relatively young, um, we have Two and a half times as uh, many people looking for doctors and providers as there are providers right now. That is a good problem uh, to have. Um, well, it is a good problem to have, except that uh, uh, I'm finding myself sometimes telling them, I am sorry, I can't find a person that, that meets your criteria right now, but check in a few months. Absolutely. So what we need is to build the database of, of providers. We do. Hey, we're out of time. I've got to wrap up, but this is no so important. And I just want to leave people remembering not only the name of the website, but the, 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 the name of the program. And as we just go out and say, thank you so much. And we look forward to having you back on again in the future, Dr. Arthur, give us those websites and we've got to run. Okay. Oh, of course. Uh, Our organization's website is drgo.us, and the matching service is 2adoc.com. That's two, letter A, D-O-C, dot com. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Okay. Well, stick around. We still have David Cole coming up on the other side of this message. Going to give us a wrap-up on uh, how the NRA annual meeting was. We didn't get to go. He did. I'm jealous. Stick around. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. 
you will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. We are also proud members of this show, Gun Freedom Radio, proud members of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Find out more and check out all of the great content at selfdefenseradio.net. Well, our next guest is David Cole. He's a former U.S. Army, police, and SWAT officer and contributor to Ken Blanchard's Black Man with a Gun website. And David got to go to the NRA annual meeting in Dallas a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we didn't. So I wanted to pick his brain and get his impressions of the first meeting after so much hubbub going on in the news. But hold on, David. Don't do it. This is Dan. Don't do it. (laughs) If she wants to know about these NRA things, she should go herself. Because she kept me from going. It's he's got a point there. But uh welcome to the show, David. Good to talk to you, Cheryl, Dan. Absolutely. And uh it we we did miss you guys there, but I understand the reason, and congratulations on that. So well, a worthy you. excuse. Thank you. Yeah, you only graduate with your master's degree once in a while, I suppose. So right, <laughs> for right. me, it's going to be a one and done. So um, anyway, I appreciate that. But talk to us about you know this year. There has been more negative, like focused and concentrated hate. Uh, focused on the NRA after that high school shooting in Florida, Parkland shooting in Florida. Right. Um, I wasn't Boy. sure what to think of the meeting. So what? Uh, how did it end up going? What was the feel in the air? Well, of course, the, the, the first and foremost thing was the attendance. And I, I really had a strong feeling going in based on my experience going in 2013 in Houston, which was right after Sandy Hook. Uh, where mm-hmm. we set a, an attendance record of a little over 86,000. Huh. And, and and given the, the, like you said, the political environment we've been facing the last few months since the Parkland shooting, that's the kind of thing that, that energizes, you know, Team NRA. And I was really expecting that this was going to be a big one. And I went out on a limb and predicted record attendance, and we got it. Mm-hmm. It was a huge, huge show. Oh, we had wow. uh, over 87,000. Oh, my gosh. Holy cow, that's uh, 87,154, to... I think, was the official number. That is incredible. It could have been 57. I know. <laughs> it could have been 57. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, Dan, we, but you go right ahead. We let everybody down. I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, my well, gosh. Well, the good news is, you know, we did fine. We okay. did fine. Okay. And, good, good, good. But, it's, but it is interesting because... It, you know, in preparation for the show, and we had talked, and I told you I had a family member who's going to remain nameless, but it's not an NRA person. Let's leave it at that. And, mm-hmm. and they suggested that perhaps things were going to be a little more subdued this year and maybe a little, you know, lay low a little bit more at the NRA annual meeting. And I just had to tell them, no, you know, that's not how we roll. Mm-hmm. NRA people 
stand up and we don't shrink from a fight. And, and I just had a feeling it was going to be very similar to Houston. Uh, and it was an amazing turnout and amazing presence. And, you know, I'd like to see it keep getting bigger and bigger because when you look at it as a percentage of total NRA members and then even total gun owners, it's really a tiny fraction of the gun community. But what a great show. So what you're saying? I'd love to see us run out of room someday yes. and have to pre-register. I mean, yes. how awesome would that be? That would Absolutely. be nice. So what you're saying, Dave, is that all this negative press has woken the monster, huh? Woke us up. Exactly, exactly. And people turn out; they don't like to see their their rights threatened. I don't, and people respond mm-hmm. and turn out in force. And again, we set a record: over eighty-seven thousand showed up on their own dime to. Uh, enjoy gun culture in the gun community. Yeah, can so we just the, add? Can we just add mm-hmm. that the eighty-six thousand uh, people were a lot of them were carrying firearms and they were loaded firearms and there was not absolutely. one absolutely right. You've got to assume that there are tens of thousands. Probably not everybody's carrying, but tens of thousands are. And there was not a single accident, not mm-hmm. a single problem during the show. And there have been studies shown on crime traffic for the weekend and the downtown area near the convention center and it dropped about 30 percent wow and there couldn't have been any ar-15s in the building right (laughs) because those are the really bad ones right oh yeah yeah so for people that are kind of you know new to the whole idea of firearms and you know this whole second amendment thing and that sort of thing uh what they're hearing is you just said that there was eighty-seven thousand one hundred and fifty-four. 50-year-old white dudes with beards and camo, and that was the entire landscape. Is that is that an accurate depiction of uh, who goes to these things? Well, that is the, the common stereotype that gets put out there, but what's really just as impressive as the total number is just the diversity of attendees and the kind of people that come to the NRA annual meeting. is a very diverse crowd. Um, Every demographic you can think of, male, female, black, white, whatever you can think of, uh, they were there. I saw a gentleman in a Sikh turban. Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) Just about anything you can think of, and they're all there. That does not fit the stereotype at all right there. You know what I mean? just, And it would blow people's minds if they could actually be open-minded enough to just step into the building and just interact with the... I mean, it is just a slice of, of mainstream middle America... And families, like you were getting ready to say. Go on with that thought. Yeah, yeah, it's a very family presence. We saw lots of moms and dads with kids, and there's things at the NRA annual meeting for kids to do. They have a whole kid zone. And, you know, what you were talking about just a second ago, I would really like to – I think if some of the anti-people who maybe have that misconception about what the NRA is and what NRA members are like would just come – I would happily escort them around the show Mm -hmm. and introduce them to people and see who we really are because we're, we certainly don't have the fangs that uh, we get presented with on television, but it, and it's the most polite crowd you would ever want to see. You know, you think of being a crowd of 87,000 people and people bumping into each other and getting angry and things like that, but it never happens. Mm -hmm. Everyone says please and thank you and excuse me and, They pick up their own trash. It's not like some of these protests and meetings we've seen where there's garbage all over the place after everybody's gone. It's probably almost as clean when we left as when we got there. That that is the average person that I know in the Second Amendment um, community is that we're very, very respectful of our resources, of our surroundings, of each other. And I love that you you noticed that and you reported that to us. David, what about the stuff? What did you tell me about the stuff? The stuff. Yeah. And it's (laughs) and it's hard sometimes for me now because not to say I'm jaded, but after going to so many of these and Mm -hmm. being involved in shooting sports, after a while you kind of feel like you've seen it all, but there's always something there to see. And you know, I think probably right at the top of my list is the one that's the same at the top of everyone else's list, which is the new little Sig Sauer. Uh, subcompact 9mm, the P365, that was the first time I'd really gotten to put my hands on one, and I think it's really going to be a winner. It's been been kind of the hot topic since it came out at SHOT, and uh, I think just a package that size where you can get 10 to 12 rounds of 9mm is going to be a winner. 
Right, I agree. We uh, we get those in the store. They last about uh, ten minutes. Uh, as soon as somebody, I, say, I bet they're yeah. bet they're gone quick. Uh, I might have to get in line for one of those. Yeah, we have um, to tell our employees they couldn't get them until we get a lot of them because it was we want our customers to have them first. Yeah, and only two right, of them yeah, quit that, because of it. I mean, no, yeah, no. no, that didn't happen. And then, <laughs> did, did you see the new Ruger takedown nine millimeter rifle there? I did. I went and looked at that. The pistol caliber carbine. Yep. It's it's really neat. Uh, I think. Um, for home defense or, you know, I shoot USPSA and we have a pistol caliber carbine division. It would be perfect for that. I had a, a representative show that to me and it really, it takes down just like the 1022 takedown. It's very similar in, in balance and everything. It's just like a little bit bigger 1022 and with the ability to take Glock magazines, I think it's going to be a real, uh, real hot seller. Yeah, we've been looking for those. I, I'm excited about those coming in. But oh, that show, it's it's amazing. All the new products and little, the gimmicks, that, you know, the things that you can carry with the guns, all the stuff going on right. there. I, I'm so uh, jealous that I didn't get to go. Did you? And I got to tell you one, Dan, that you would really like was the little North American Arms Ranger 2 revolver, the 22 Magnum revolver. Uh-huh. And I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the really teensy little pistols, but this was just a gorgeous little gun. The, the craftsmanship and the manufacturing that went into that, it's like a little miniature top brake Schofield revolver. So it's double and action? It's, it's single action, but it's got the top brake where you break it open and the ejector star pops the shells out. And on that scale, just to be able to make something that looks that nice, it was just really an amazing little piece of work. Awesome. That is so cool. Well, we have got to start wrapping up, but I definitely want you to tell folks how they can follow the work you do. Um, you're not just a contributor to Black Man with a Gun. You also have your own uh, training uh, business and that sort of thing. And so just as we go out, um, David Cole, thank you so much for, that was an excellent wrap up. I mean, I feel like I've already been there and um Maybe we don't have to go next year. No, that's not true. <laughs> oh, you got to be there. No, I've already booked my there. room. Indianapolis, let's set another record. I Yes, I'm definitely getting there next year. I hated missing. And all the pictures everybody posted is like killing me inside. But anyway, uh, David Cole, tell folks how they can uh, follow you and read all your articles. Uh, my articles are posted. I have my own section on Ken Blanchard's blackmanwithagun.com. I do firearms training in the northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area as Aegis Solutions, and I'm on Facebook there. Very easy to search up. And I also contribute from time to time on our friend Rob Morse's Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Fantastic. Thank you again so much. I, I'm already looking forward Great. to the next time we get to see you and have you back on the air. We'll see you in Indianapolis. I love it. Bye-bye. Thanks. David Cole. Bye. All right, stick around. We have Robin Sandoval coming up. She is the manager of A Girl with a Gun. Used to be an anti-rights person. Now, manager of A Girl with a Gun. This is an interesting lady. Stick around. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I am asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. 
Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. We are glad you're here with us today with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And if you've missed any portion of today's show, please be sure to check out our website for the recording. It's gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content. All 111 episodes as of the airing of this one. 111, Dan. We, that's a lot of talking. How many? 111. That's a lot of talking for you. For me. <laughs> what, what would you say? Is it 60-40, the talking? I'd say it's one, <laughs> one for me, 99 and a half for you. Stop nodding over there, Ed. I see you. I can see you on the other side of this microphone. Yeah, maybe I talk a lot. But I got a lot to say, right? And somebody else who has a lot to say, uh, we're bringing on the air right now. Our next guest is Robin Sandoval. She is the manager of A Girl and a Gun, and she came into the firearms industry by an unusual path. Robin is a converted anti-gunner who nervously attended Juliana Crowder's third Girls' Night Out back in March uh, 2011. What this tells us is that Robin didn't just fall into the work she does now. She's very purposeful about what she does. And she's going to share with us today what she found in researching a recent article about the most popular guns for women. Welcome to the show, Ms. Robin. Hi, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. So talk to us uh, about the, the article. But first, just tell folks a little bit about what a girl in a gun is. So A Girl and a Gun is a national training organization. We have Girls' Night Out at the range at 160 ranges across the country. So if someone has never shot before, they can come out and join us at A Girls' Night Out. And we go over the basics of safety, some basic marksmanship principles. So if someone's never shot before, it's a great way for them to come into a non-judgmental, you know, female-friendly, a family-friendly range where they can learn and, and meet other women. And it's a really great, supportive environment. That is so needed and so valuable um, because it, it, like any hobby or any group or club you try to get into, there's always sort of the, there's a nervousness, there's an uncertainty. And I think with firearms, there's just even more so because, you know, there, there are all these messages out there that are kind of, especially making women feel like, well, if you're a mom, you can't have a gun in the house. And if you're a woman, maybe you can't handle a, you know, this tool called a firearm. And so to have an organization like a girl in a gun, just opening those doors and lowering those barriers um, out of the way, uh, so awesome. I really appreciate the work that you you guys are doing over there. You ladies are doing over there. Thank you. Yes, that was an, an exactly my journey. Is I I. Uh, through a many-year conversation, my husband and I, I was afraid of having a firearm in the home with, with our three children. Mm-hmm. And after 10 years of discussing it and, and, you know, just my journey of life, I finally was open to the idea. And then I needed to learn how to use this tool and how mm-hmm. to not be afraid of it and how to master it and how to communicate with my kids about it, to keep it stored safely, so many things to learn. Mm-hmm. And that's how I went to my first girls' night out. And I was I don't know if I was more scared of shooting the gun or meeting the other women or going to a range, but all of it. And so I can really appreciate when women are looking for good information, when they want to be empowered, when they're not really sure where to start. And that's kind of how this article came about, too. You know, often women will get a little J-frame revolver. It's reliable. It's easy to to, to carry, maybe in a purse. It's often, uh, you know, new shooters, so so many of our well-meaning husbands and fathers are are recommending little J-frames. And so I kind of pose the question out to our instructors, well, what do you carry? What, if you were to recommend uh, the best carry gun or your go-to carry gun, what would it be? And we found that, you know, the little J-frame revolvers are great and a lot of people love them. But we also compiled a list of the most popular guns that were um, recommended by our female instructors, the ones that they carry every day. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice to see the, the points that they consider when carrying the gun and, and you know, We've never been 
we've never had more options available to us in terms of holsters for all climates and outfits and different types of guns and guns are more concealable and lighter weight than ever before. So we have a lot of options. Well, I never make a secret of the fact that even though Dan and I own AZ Firearms, and even though I talk about, you know, firearms issues and gun issues and politics and policies and stuff every week on the radio, that I don't know the equipment as well as like Dan does, or we hire great people at the shop um, that so that I don't have to know quite so much about every single um manufacturer out there and all the new stuff coming out but then I get in a conversation with someone like you and I feel like oh my gosh not only you know there's this little piece of me that's like I'm kind of at a disadvantage I'm like excited because I'm a sponge so teach me tell me like what are people saying about you know like a model and a caliber what what would you say bubble to the maybe top two or three that that your instructor said this is what women are really gravitating to right now a carry gun is very much like your pair of shoes. Only you know if it fits right. Only that. you know if it's the right one for you. So whenever you're trying out, always try before you buy whenever you're going to, to look for uh, the perfect firearm for you. And really what came to the top was the difference between if somebody wanted a single action, the Sig Sauer P238 was widely popular. It's a great style. It's really reliable. It's great right out of, out of the box, and our instructors really love that one. The second one was a double action. Some ladies prefer a, a double action for their concealed carry, and the MMP Shield came in second. So mm. both of those um, have have a lot of options. They're really popular. The P238 is a 380 caliber, and the MMP Shield is a 9mm. It's the ones that were the most popular. So really between 9mm and 380, it goes back and forth, and it's really a personal choice. 9mm is tends to be the most popular for our instructors that they carry on a daily basis, but it also depends where you're going, what part of your body you want to conceal on, what outfit you're wearing, the climate. There's a lot that goes into your personal carry choice. And at the end of the day, any gun that you choose to carry and that you train with and you enjoy shooting is better than any gun left at home in the safe. Mm. So don't go with what someone else says is the right gun for you. Really try and find the right gun for you. That is so true. And what... What would you say is like the best way to do that? Because, um, you know, you can't, you go to the shoe store, you try on the shoes, you walk around for a few minutes, right? They right. don't feel good. They pinch a little here, whatever. You stick them back in the box and send them back with the, um, with the attendant. With a firearm, it's different. So what would you say is the best way to kind of try before you buy? My favorite uh, approach is to go to a, a girl on a gun girls night out. We will have a lot of guns there for you. You can try several different ones. Usually the girls, especially if someone gets a new one, they're eager for everyone to try it. And we actually have an event where we call, call it speed dating with a gun, where we have a different gun in each lane, and everybody gets one mag to, to shoot that gun, and then you move to the next lane to the, try the next gun, and then you shoot that one, and then you move to the next one. So it's speed dating with a gun. So you get every one of them in your hand, <laughs> a little it. time with each one of them, and at the end of the day, you figure out who's going home with you. See, that is beautiful because then not only because it does matter, like how does it fit in the palm of your hand, right? What does it feel like? And then also when you actually discharge the firearm, um, you know, is it is the recoil, right? The 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 amount of pressure back in your your hand. You know, some people have maybe arthritic issues in their hands or their elbows or their shoulders and just working the action, like working the slide across the top um, or even the amount of, of pressure it takes to squeeze the trigger on a revolver. All these things come into play, right? Right. That's very true. Some people may, you know, well-meaning give you that little J-frame and you're unable to pull it because... Sometimes in those moments when you're pulling a double action, it feels like you're pulling for 10 minutes. Yes. So you really need to find the right trigger weight, the right features that you like, where you're carrying on body, if you're carrying in your purse, if you're carrying, you know, whether it's a bra holster or a corset holster or on the waistband, in the waistband appendix. There's so many options. So finding the right one that's ergonomic for you that you enjoy carrying because you don't want to be burdened with it all day or you won't carry it. And if you don't carry it, you may find a time that you don't have it when you need it. So it needs to be comfortable. You need to have an appropriate holster that covers your trigger. So there's a lot of options that go into it and a lot of factors that you need to keep in mind. 
That is so true and so such good information. And so when you said that a good way to try before you buy is to find a local girl in a gun event, the speed dating type event, what's the best mm-hmm. way to do that? If you go to our website, agirlandagun.org, at the top you'll find um, a link that says find a chapter. You can find a local chapter near you and reach out to the local facilitator, join the Facebook group. Um, we have an app coming out. You can download our app. And then you can always find the event closest to you so that you can attend and and try a lot of different firearms and get a lot of new knowledge. That is awesome. And we're starting to run a little low on time, but something else that A Girl and a Gun is very closely involved with is this thing that I'm also involved in, and that's the DC Project. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and, and how you guys are joined together or work together? Yes, we're proud to be the presenting sponsor of the DC Project. Diana came to us in the beginning when she had this idea, and we said, yes, we will support you. We will help you roll it out. We'll help you find delegates, one woman from 50 states. So we love that all these different women from different backgrounds, um, different you know, lifestyles, different careers, different ideas, and, and every, everything about them is, is a diverse group of women that all come together because we love the Second Amendment, and we want to go to Congress and show them that we – defy the stereotypes of what they think a modern gun owner is. And I'm, I'm really thrilled that this year will be my third trip back with you. Mm-hmm. And this year I'm bringing uh, one of our junior shooters, Ashlyn Thomas, is 12 years old. She's coming with me. She's a little three-gunner. Oh, my gosh, and I love al- it. Yeah, and I'm also bringing my son. He's 11, and he's going to come with me too. And we're just going to walk the halls of Congress and talk about our Second Amendment rights and why, as a mother, it's so important to me and, and our future generation. Well, I love it because if we're not kind of tapped in to our rights and how to protect our rights and how to, you know, form relationships with our elected officials, then, you know, we're going to we're going to drop the ball. And when your 11 year old is grown up and when my little three year old granddaughter's grown up, they're not going to have the same rights we do. So I think that it's just amazing that you guys are involved in that. And and on your website, it's the a girl in a gun dot org slash dc project you've even got connections to you know who is my representative how do i find that person and it's just an incredible resource yeah it's really important that everyone doesn't expect other people to speak on their behalf if you're passionate about something come join us you know we're not trying to create um tactical ninjas we want range safe (laughs) shooters we want people involved. We want, uh, you know, mothers and families and, and future generations to be involved and, and passionate about their Second Amendment rights and to talk about them so that they're preserved for everyone. Well, and you don't have to be a conservative, a Republican, uh, to be a part of this group. We have people from all across the political spectrum, socioeconomic, race, religion, everything, right? Absolutely. I love the diversity and we really respect each other and welcome each other's differences. And again, at the end of the day, we all recognize that the Second Amendment is for everyone. Amen. That's so important. Amen. Well, we've got to run. But as we go out, thank you so much, Robin Sandoval. Tell folks how they can stay on top of everything that the very busy organization A Girl in a Gun does. Yes. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow A Girl in a Gun, go to agirlinagun.org. Or you can follow our main Facebook page, A Girl and a Gun Women's Shooting League. Fantastic. Thank you so much. We will see you in D.C. DC very soon. All right. See you soon. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Stick around. We still have our number two coming up of Gun Freedom Radio. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. 
Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Hey, this is Lloyd Bailey, the Armed Lutheran, host of the Armed Lutheran radio podcast, reminding you that the podcast you're listening to is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all the great content at selfdefenseradio.net.